Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, the only political candidate to adamantly come out against cannibalism, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. It's true. Cannibalism is generally not advisable. It's not, no. I mean, no, I it is not. It's not, and I don't care. If someone wants to, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say it for the, to say it is for the sake of political expediency. You, as you shouldn't. Because as you I'm, should not. But I don't believe that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, or uh, Joe Biden, or Donald Trump have come out against cannibalism. Because they don't have the stones to do it, especially Kamala. And it's frankly, you know, I mean, one of them is probably a cannibal. Hey, folks, thanks so much for tuning into this non-controversial episode of the Money, Waters, and Freedom. Be sure to like and subscribe and share and do all the things that help the algorithm show that we are your favorite libertarian podcast. Comment now, then like someone else's comment, then share your own comment, while, and then comment on what you've shared. Reply to someone else's comment and then like that comment. Unless it's yes. on Twitter, then do all that stuff, but with tweets instead of comments. And if you are subscribing to us on YouTube, then be sure to hit the bell. I want your phone to explode with notifications every time we go live. And be sure to share this right now. Share, 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 share. Matt? First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fine people at me for the kava that I'm drinking on this lovely, lovely Tuesday evening. And allow me to thank Kroger. Here's a throwback. I haven't drank Kroger water in a while. Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water that I drink on this in every single episode of, well, no, I don't, but no. I'm drinking it on this one. <laughs> Tom, Co- Co- is it Kaler? Collar? I just got, I met Tom. Uh, he's on YouTube right now. And I met him uh, this past weekend in, uh, in Minnesota, in Alexandria, Minnesota, where we met at a, at a, a fundraising lunch for Bull Johnson. Bull of Anaka. Bull of Anaka. Bull of Anaka. We got, so we got an email uh, this week. Kaler. Tom Kaler. Um, we got an email this week uh, from somebody who I don't remember who, but he had very nice things to say about you and me. And he actually oh, met nice. you. He met you and he was uh, very excited to get a chance to meet one of us. Um, and he looks forward to meeting the other one of us. Um, but at the end, he took a big swing and a miss on how to spell Bula Vanaka. Um, and I don't want to call him out too badly, but I'm going to read how he wrote it. Okay. Oh, it was Tom. Um, <laughs> it's Tom Kaler. I mean, it's not even Bula, a like it's a... Bula Vanaka. Ben, Alex Boyer I mean, spelled it right. Phonetically. Uh, yeah, I mean, he spelled it very, well, kind of. Uh, B-U-L-E-G-H. It's B-U-L-A. Bula. <laughs> Vanaka with a V. I kind of like B-U-L-E-G-H. Bule. Vanaka. If, if, if we ever get a uh, copyright strike or we'll, a cease we'll and desist. We'll change it to that. Yeah, we'll say, we'll what did I say? Bula? That. We're saying Bule. We're saying Bule. 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 Bule Vanaka. Bule Vanaka to Tom, all of you. Th- 
Tom, thank you for your email. It was very touching. Yes. Thank you. Yes, and thank you for your support and, and and for helping to grow the newest Alexandria or the oh, I don't forget the county we were in, whatever that county is chapter of uh, the Libertarian Party in Minnesota. So thank you for that. Um, this episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. That is true. No one can take that away. From, well, I mean, I guess they could get more members, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, if you'd like to become a member of this incredible movement that is taking over the party in order to do absolutely nothing, uh, then go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And if you'd like to become an official voting member, which means literally nothing at all because we don't do we don't do anything, uh, go to the Muddy Waters Media store by going to muddywatersmedia.com slash store and picking up a sweet Waffle House Caucus shirt or button or I mean there's all sorts of stuff you can get some other stuff too uh, but that's the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus the Gravy King Cumberland Cannabis Co. if you're looking for viable, ethical, and effective and safe it's also safe I think that's what it means by it's also safe Delta and CBD products you can get it on at uh, CumberlandCannabisCo.com made in lovingly with viability ethics and effectiveness in cumberland county tennessee cumberlandcannabisco.com joe Solosky is running for governor of pennsylvania joe Solosky is the key to pennsylvania's success and if you'd like to help joe become the first libertarian governor ever go to joe Solosky. that's j-o-e-s-o-l-o-s-k-i.com jack casey has written three books good for him what are they about i i don't know i don't know but you can find out and let me know and i still won't i still won't i'm not going to pay attention uh but you can find out for yourself by going to the royalgreen.com are these books good are they terrible for the low price of whatever the books cost you can find out for yourself the royalgreen.com the royal green in silver throned and crowned by gold adderpan the most horrifying thing I've ever experienced in my life. It's available on Steam because that's, I mean, sure. And so you go to Steam and give them $5 and you too can be horrified out of your gourd and be scared to be awake and probably need propofol for the rest of your life. Uh, so this game is horrifying. I watched a video walkthrough and had nightmares for two days in a row while I was awake. It's terrible. Uh, so if you go to Steam for the low, low price of $5 plus your ongoing mental health care and probably propofol, you too can play this hideous, terrible game that will scare you and your children. Fierce Luxury by Ashley is not even remotely scary. Well, scary good value for some scary luxury. High-end bags and accessories from the likes of Louis Vuitton and Hermes and Louis Vuitton and Hermes. I don't know luxury brands and i didn't pull the thing up anyway uh if you go there you can uh what's what's another one gucci gucci you can get some gucci uh and you can uh, go to fierce luxury by ashley.com gucci and you can get some uh you can go on there and buy it or you can consign your gucci and you can go there uh it's a 30 percent fee which is 20 percent less than all those other assholes out there so if you go to fierce luxury by ashley.com or you go to the exclusive Facebook group Fierce Luxury by Ashley. You can experience the Ashley Revolution. 
Thomas Queter is running for state senate in the 52nd district of New York. Thomas Queter says he runs better than Albany, which is hilarious because he's a cripple in a wheelchair. I hate saying that so much. Oh. Yeah, propanolol. That's what I meant. I meant... Propanolol? No, propo no, I meant propofol. No, I meant the stuff that makes you that killed Michael Jackson. That's what I meant. I didn't mean propanolol. Thomas Queter says he can run better than Albany because <laughs> he's on a wheelchair. Uh, if you go to tomfrom52.com, you can help this man, this incredible human being who's one of my favorite people on earth, uh, become the first libertarian state senator in New York. Uh, he is an incredible guy. He has such a heart for the people. I have watched him firsthand. Uh, all he cares about is setting people free so they can live better lives. If you want to help Tom become the next state senator of New York, Thomas Queter. Not a quitter, never quieter, Thomas Queter. Tom for 52com That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Hey, Nullick. And then our newest sponsor. That's right. We have a new advertiser to the show today. Defy the power and stitches and glitches. They make these tumblers. Mine's a tumbler. I, I have I have graduated from guy on left to man on the left. Man on the left. I'm now man on the left. Man on the left. I just so everybody knows, it's for muddied waters. For muddied waters, and I have a Spike Cohen. I've graduated from Tasha's spouse to Spike Cohen again. Actually, that's what I, <laughs> I used to be. This would probably say Tasha's spouse if they made so, it now. But these very you, high end. You regressed. Tumblers. I regressed, and I'm hopefully back right. to being Spike Cohen. They have incredible, yeah, incredible products. They do. They have incredible – Where I don't even see where you are. Um, but don't you just hate it when you check out on a website and you get hit with huge shipping and handling fees? Yes. <laughs> Not with stitches and glitches and defy the power, as all their items ship for free. So when you are ready to check out, there is no surprise fee. That is incredible. You can also upgrade your tumbler into a multi-use tumbler with adding a polar blast water pipe for certain size tumblers. Your ice will remain cold up to 12 hours while directing the smoke through the ice cold water of your tumbler. This is for, oh, it's, uh, okay. it's a bong, multi-use yeah, tumbler. When it is a multi-use tumbler. The tumblers use a special technology. They are double-walled, vacuum-sealed, stainless steel tumblers so that bit of space between the steel walls is a vacuum like outer space. No air in there. Cold and heat don't transmit through a vacuum like space, so your drinks stay cold or hot. Hopefully, whichever one it's supposed to stay. The cups also don't sweat, so when the host of the party offers you a coaster, you can say, no. Thank you. No. I am good. I will not leave a ring on your coffee table. Cold drinks will stay cold for up to 12 hours and hot drinks like coffee up to 10. These are great gifts, Matt, for the hardest to buy for person in your life, Matt. I mean, who doesn't drink liquids at some point during the day or night? I do. Stitches and Glitches even has a Christmas story leg, Christmas story leg light. Christmas has a, it even it even has a Christmas story leg lamp light up tumbler. Who wouldn't want that? 
people who have never seen a Christmas story and don't understand the reference, Spike. Oh, if the they don't leg, have a design, the leg lamp. Okay. The leg lamp. Yeah. 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 If they don't have a design you like between both websites and nearly 200 different tumblers, you can make your own customized light up or regular tumbler. Tumbler. Susan can add your picture or logos to the tumbler. And it's the dual, including dual use tumblers. <laughs> including yes. Uh, if that wasn't enough, it gets even better by typing in "muddy tumbler" in the coupon code box at checkout. You will get 10% off your total order. That expires the end of next month, so do it now. Right. I know what you're saying. What a great deal, Spike, Matt. This cannot get better, but it can. Shopping is broken down into categories, so you can quickly get to the tumblers you like rather than shop through 200 tumblers. You're not even going to believe this, but there is even more. On the Defy the Power site, you can choose from a selection of bottom messages. Like Epstein didn't kill himself. Which one does this say? Epstein didn't kill himself. And end the Fed or even taxation is theft. So the person sitting across from you gets these messages subliminally every time you drink. Yeah, right now you're thinking there is no way this offer can get better with free shipping, customized tumblers, muddied water discount for listeners and light up tumblers. Well, it can get better. All personalizations are free of charge. Add your name or message to the Tumblr for no extra charge. That's actually, that's an incredible deal. That's actually, yeah, that's actually. Yeah, that's insane really that they it. do that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I know. actually, holy crap. Uh, you may have met John and Susan selling their products at your state conventions, pretty much everywhere, almost everywhere I've been, uh, or yeah, any of the events. Everywhere. Uh, but, they are everywhere. Go, they are, I pretty much at least half the time I've been somewhere, they've also been there, which is uncanny because I just show up. And they've already got like stuff set up and they've got their tumblers out and they're customized and everything. Uh, go to defythepower.com slash stop for everything libertarian and stitchesandglitches.com for everything else. They do incredible work and uh, we are very, very happy to have them as a sponsor. And yeah, that free personalization thing is I've never. No, that's huge. That's holy crap. Um, so speaking of. I like that people are signing in now and they're like, oh my God, did I miss a lot? Because they aren't used to us starting on time. Oh, because this is usually when it starts to, yeah. Yeah, this is about when we start. They're like, wait, why? No, are you haven't missed a lot. We, we've we just gone time. through all of our sponsors. Yeah, yes, Joe Vasquez, you can put your logo on one. <laughs> yeah, you can put your logo on one. Apparently no. for no extra charge. For no extra charge, you can get your logo on one. So speaking of sponsors, we are now doing the segment where we talk about the, this is the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. And yes, we're going to stop talking about sponsors after this. I know what you're thinking. Please top talking about sponsors but no there's one more you're also thinking <laughs> i don't want coffee anymore ever ever again matt i don't want coffee never i don't want it what i want is masala that's a sentence chai. i've definitely said you said it to yourself matt i don't want coffee matt, <laughs> matt i don't that's want right. coffee masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon yum yum that's the life for me i want all that in my mouth at the same time well hey folks great job great idea if you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud you can get all of that 
just put you're gonna want honey let me tell you you're gonna want some honey because i have this stuff and it's good for you and it tastes like honey if you put enough honey in it and you don't taste the rest um because those things are good with honey and so if you uh if you go there it has uh, one seventh the caffeine of coffee uh just enough to get you feeling up like this but not so much that it leaves you feeling down like this so if you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you can get this today. Matt. So a river runs through it um, is a movie wow. that starred Brad Pitt. Um, a river that runs through the Glastonbury Festival, the largest Greenfield music festival in the world, is now contaminated. You're probably wondering what it's contaminated with. Well, it is contaminated with illicit drugs such as cocaine and ecstasy because stoned revelers often urinate on the ground, scientists wow. say. Scientists? Uh, this is a That's what I, I literally I copied and pasted that sentence. Wow. Um, this is especially alarming due to the number of endangered European eels that are found in that river. Luckily, we here at Muddied Waters have acquired a picture of one of the endangered European eels suffering from the after effects of this event. This is incredible. I'd like to thank the scientists for leaking this photo to us. Yes. Now, I really feel for this eel, this poor, poor European eel. Does not look like it's having a good time whatsoever. No, it looks horrible. It looks, miserable. I mean, yeah, just miserable. I mean, you can tell from the party. Is that a party hat? No, it's a, it, it is a horn with flowers around it. Mm. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I will. I never would. I I think that the this is clearly an eel that's making dress choices based on being fueled by ecstasy and cocaine. It is. That's it what is. science. Poor choices about. being made by that eel. By that eel that's terrible speaking of poor choices the maricopa election audit that was well we're about to tell you uh is being closely watched by people from both sides of the republicrat spectrum democrats saying it was going to be filled with inconsistencies and it wouldn't be accurate and republicans saying it would give an accurate count in a disputed area that was potentially a difference maker in the 2020 election the results of that of the multi-month audit came in the week in this week and it showed that joe biden won it actually increased the number of votes that he got <laughs> by 360 votes or something yeah. so my question is who's right yeah is it that the democrats are right saying that it's filled with inconsistencies and wouldn't be accurate or are the republicans right saying it wouldn't give an accurate count it would give an accurate count in a disputed area yep yep now they're going to be I, like, yeah. Now they're going to be arguing over whether or not to use it in the future. <laughs> Change places. They're going to literally you're going to have Democrats saying, "Look, this said that he won." And then and then the Republicans are going to be saying, "This is this is fake and gay." They're going to this is I can't believe that this happened. I was sure it was at least going to lower the count. Like uh, yeah, me too. What's funny is, okay, so even though this has happened, 
Yes. Even though this has happened, uh, the Texas governor still wants to use this process for certain counties in Texas. And Democrats are fighting it, going, no, we don't need that. We, d- we don't need it. Don't do it. Like, it's still Republicans are fighting for it, and Democrats are going, no, don't use it. Yep. In the 100% of the time that this has been used, Democrats have gained votes. So why don't they want you to use it? It's just so stupid. Like, I, I, so just, this just in, Republicans confirm that Joe Biden won. I, I, it is incredible to me. I hope that this story goes away once and for all. It's the, it, I, jeez, it's not going. I to do too. I just thought it was so funny that after however yeah. much money that recall audit cost, it, and no, when everyone the fact that that has nails. been going, it's been going on yeah. since what April. Yep, yep. And I've had people. You just wait, Cohen. The we're about to find out that Donald Trump's really the president. Yeah, that date has come and passed like six mm-hmm. times now. Yep. I wait. I thought August eighth was gonna. I was really banking on that one. You know, you get your hopes up. I remember, so somebody was telling me, literally to my face, they were like, just wait, August 8th, you are going to see. And I was like, you understand that this is all QAnon conspiracy crap, right? Like, this is not anything that's going to happen. And they're like, no, this time it's going to happen because Maricopa is going to come in and you're going to find out that he won there. And then they're going to do it in Wisconsin and they're going to do it in uh, Pennsylvania and they're going to do it. And hmm. Sorry, Ray. Yeah, Ray. You know, sorry, say, Ray. QAnon says nothing can stop what's coming, and they're right because nothing's nothing's coming. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, actually, I hope this does go well. John Stossel is suing Facebook over their fact checking upper lowercase fact checking system. Uh, Matt, this is an interesting one. I, I am very interested in how this is going to go. This is an interesting one. Um, in a video called Government-Fueled Fires, Stossel produced about the 2020 wildfires. Did I not put in where to put those? No, I did. Okay. Um, in the 2020 wildfires in California, Facebook flagged it as misleading or missing context. Yes. As they tend to do. Uh, the complaint said that the video claimed that while climate change undoubtedly contributes to forest fires, it was not the primary cause of the 2020 California fires, which is a statement that was not made once in that video. Yep. Not made once in that video. Uh, in another video called Are We Doomed, which was labeled partly false, uh Stossel claims they didn't challenge any facts in the video uh they just challenged the premise of the entire video without saying any of the facts in the video were false which would be the premise <laughs> which would be the premise like if it's not false then it's not false so Call me uh, when this happens, but if something's not false it's not false right so when this happened uh he was gaining a good amount in ad revenue from these two videos alone 
before the fact checking got before it got hit with the fact checking i believe right. it was ten thousand dollars a month from these two videos or it may have been each video i'm not 100 sure it, the articles weren't really clear on that but after right, it got right, hit right. with the fact checking scarlet letter um it they basically halved themselves to $5,500 a month. And yeah, many of us that work in this industry, uh, you know, like me and this guy, um, that would be amazing to get $5,500 a month on the video that we produce. When I first read this, I'm like, oh, that's a nightmare. I hate when I only make a million dollars off of my video. Right. But I get it. When you are, he probably has a staff much larger than. Oh, yeah two um but so he gets cut he gets the video the it, the 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 revenue from the videos get cut in half and uh it, that's going to put a damper on how well he can pay people or how easily he can pay people i understand it yep. so he is seeking two million from the lawsuit with facebook and uh he has added two fact checking organizations science feedback and climate feedback and boy do those sound like legitimate organizations yeah, man, I'm so glad that science feedback and climate feedback are protecting us from a award-winning investigative journalist. With his false information. With his false information that he didn't say or claim. Now, climate feedback, being the well-known award-winning organization that they are uh fired back and stated that even though the statement rated is false isn't in the video that isn't how fact checking works yeah i I, this they they said stelso complains that we should not have rated his post using a claim review of a quote that does not appear in his video this is a misunderstanding of how fact-checking partners operate on facebook given that many pieces of content posted on facebook can separately make the same claim it is not necessary to create a separate claim review article for each post we rate it is of course necessary that the claim we reviewed is representative of the claim in each post we rate which is true in this case they're literally doing what they're accusing him of doing they're saying well this person said this which is false this person said this which as far as we can tell is not false but they're being critical of the same people or organizations on the same subject therefore this is false too their fact check is false and missing context not anything that john stossel put out right like so yeah, this uh, is I, literally what they're doing it 100 that's what they're doing um i hope like i hope stossel i like stossel i think he's kind of an asshole but i like i like him um i like the guy so i'm hoping that I'm hoping he wins this and I hope that it just destroys like more people start doing it and it just kills that fact checking thing that Facebook does that missing context bullshit that we have to deal with on every meme we post, you know, Fauci's leaked emails partly false because the emails weren't leaked. 
Yeah, it's they were given handed over in a Freedom of Information Act. Here's the stuff that the U.S. left behind. That's false. We don't know how much of it still exists, but it was brought. We don't know how much of it still works. (laughs) Like literally everything that they put, it's and it is obvious. Meanwhile, there's an article from I think Rolling Stone that is still out right now that claims that a hospital was saying that they had so many gunshot wound victims who were unable to get medical treatment from their assault weapons gunshot wounds that because their hospital was overflowing with patients who were suffering from ivermectin overdose or whatever the hell nonsense. And, And I mean, first of all, that just sounds like a joke. I mean, talk about too good to check. Like, that sounds like an obvious joke. And yet they put it out uncritically, didn't even bother checking with the hospital. The hospital immediately puts out something saying, that's not true. And the person you spoke to hasn't worked for us for, what, months or years or something like that. And he hasn't worked anywhere else. And all the other hospitals in the area said it wasn't true. And they couldn't find a single hospital that said that that was the case. And they they couldn't even, I believe they couldn't even find the guy for a follow-up. And yet that article is still up and was never fact-checked. So the yeah the doctor that they quote the doctor that they quoted had never worked at the hospital he was claiming that was happening at and the hospital oh, he had never worked there. I don't I don't think he had oh, ever worked there. I think he had worked point. in the area, um, oh, and uh, yeah that was in Jacob uh, Helzer says that it was in Salisaw, Oklahoma, and I knew it was in Oklahoma, and I'm going to believe him here. Um, but yeah, he, the the hospital said this is not true. We have no ivermectin overdoses happening here. Feel free to come in if you have a gunshot wound. Yeah, and yet that's still up and has never been fact-checked. But They yet- also had the uh, University of Virginia rape that mattress like mattress girl or whatever in the universe i think it was mattress girl and the girl ended up like nothing had ever happened to her and they wrote this entire thing just blasting the university of virginia about how terrible uh they are on issues of sexual assault and then they were like this never happened this never happened and yeah if if we never fact checked if we put out something they will literally go misrepresent what's being said and then basically attack their own straw man and say, well, they're saying this and that's not 100% true. And it's like, no, that actually wasn't what was said and nothing in here is unfactual. So, you know, Facebook, you know, private platform, bro, but we can also say this is stupid. And the thing is, this could potentially rise to the level of defamation. Um, because they didn't just say, well, we don't want this on our platform. They literally put something out saying this is false. And so we're not, you know, we're going to knock down who can see it. So that's, I mean, there's, there's potential damage. I will be interested to see what happens there. And if this does win, if he wins his lawsuit, then maybe it'll be an end to the fact check BS, um, or at least a scaling back of it. Because right now it's the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. It is the dumbest it is so for anybody who doesn't know here's a little inside baseball on the muddy waters facebook page one i'm 99 certain we are on a permanent shadow ban yeah yeah i am i am almost certain of it um also we are one strike away from being deleted spike um and we we shouldn't be i can't really blame him i would have posted it if i had seen it um but we 
got two strikes uh, last year. Well, one in March for a post that was made in November and then one that we made in November. And both of them were Jeffrey Dahmer memes dealing with Thanksgiving and says, what do you mean I can't have more than five people for dinner? You can't tell me how much to eat. We got dinged for that. Like private company, okay. But to say that that is offensive to anybody, this is the only political candidate who has come out against cannibalism. Against cannibalism. I am only one saying that cannibalism is bad. Go look at your, your vaunted Joe Biden and tell me if he has explicitly come out and said cannibalism is bad because I just did right now again. He, he has it's said cannibalism bad. is bad about as many times as Joe Biden has been to the border in his life. I've done it more because I don't think, didn't they confirm he's never been to the border or something like he's that? He's never been to the border. So I have just now said it one more time than he's been to the border. That also yes. means I've been to the border more times than, <laughs> more than Joe Biden. Which is scary. Terrifying. 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 So, speaking of terrifying, terrifying <laughs> Echo Health Alliance. I think it's Eco. Eco, Echo Health, Eco Health. We'll say Eco. Eco Health Alliance wrote a grant proposal back in 2018 and submitted it to DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. We're going to call it DARPA from now on. Uh, and it was rejected by DARPA. Now you're probably thinking, well, now, that doesn't sound too do, terrible, but it's, oh. Do, do you know what DARPA, like, I know you know what DARPA does. Yes. I know what DARPA does. For anybody out there, and we have a very intelligent audience, and so I'm assuming everybody out there does, but for anybody that might be like passerby listening, uh, DARPA is the agency that works on super secret weapons. Yep. The kind that... Um, like they play a sound and your stomach explodes or your brain melts or, you know, th that sort of thing. I don't know if those are real, but those are the things they work on. Why don't we talk about that? Jesus. <laughs> Where, so, because I don't know if those are real. Okay. Missing context, Matt. We, so DARPA <laughs> made the DARPA uh, made the uh, I believe that they were the ones who designed the stealth bombers. Uh, they mm -hmm. were uh, they worked with Skunk Works to create the um, oh, what's it called the uh, the anyway ah uh, yes the, the plane that flew really fast. It was a spy plane. It was called the oh the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, among the scientific tasks the group described in its proposal, which was again rejected by DARPA, uh, was the creation of full length infectious clones of bat SARS related coronaviruses and the insertion of a tiny part of the virus known as the proteolytic cleavage site into bat coronaviruses. SR-71. Um, 
Of particular interest was the type of cleavage site able to interact with furin, an enzyme expressed in human cells. They wrote this yes. in a proposal, in a grant proposal that DARPA rejected. Yes. Since the genetic code of SARS-CoV-2, which is the thing that causes COVID. One of the things that was questioned was how the furin cleavage site came about. I'm going to preface. We don't know how it came about because nobody has officially said anything. Right. But this is the weird attribute on the spike protein of the virus that has never been seen in SARS-related beta coronaviruses ever before. Before COVID. Before COVID. That EcoHealth Alliance was trying to create. And they got a grant rejected by DARPA. And this was found in a Freedom of Information Act finding. Uh, and this was originally reported on The Intercept. Don't think that, like, I went to some weird website that doesn't do proper fact-checking. Yeah, no, um, it didn't, we didn't get it from a cleavage site, like, fetish website or something like that. Right. <laughs> a fear and cleavage fetish, that, that site. Um, no, it's this is from the intercept which is glenn greenwald's outfit and they do a lot of really good investigative journalism so the fact that they discovered this is horrifying yes now 23 scientists wrote why they didn't think the virus was engineered saying this there is no logical reason why an engineered virus would utilize such a suboptimal furin cleavage site, which would entail such an unusual and needlessly complex feat of genetic engineering. There is no evidence of prior research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology involving the artificial insertion of complete furin cleavage sites into coronavirus. Says coronaviruses. But... But, but, but the proposal that DARPA rejected describes the process of looking for novel furin cleavage sites in bat coronaviruses the scientists had sampled and inserted them into the spike of SARS-related viruses in the laboratory. Let me pull that up. Thank you. We will introduce appropriate human-specific cleavage sites and evaluate growth potential and HAE cultures. Now, what they're saying is that they are going to go into bat caves, not the cool kind like in Dark Knight or the original Batman. Not the one with Adam West, but the one with Michael Keaton. Um, they're going to go into bat caves withdraw these cells there and then take those cells to a lab uh so technically no bats were no bats that they brought them in they wouldn't have brought the cells from the bat they wouldn't have brought a bat in to take the cells there they were taking the right. cells in the cave is what the plan was 
Um, the proposal described a mass plan to vaccinate bats in caves does not provide a conclusive evidence that the virus that caused the pandemic emerged from a lab because right. it may have emerged from a cave. And virus experts remain sharply divided over its origins. That's a direct quote from The Intercept. They say you can't read sarcasm in text. Right. But when I read that, I felt yeah. as though it was coming through pretty clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's true. This this might it may not have spread from a lab. It might have come from a cave that they went into. That they went into. And they did the research in the cave. Um, other scientists contacted by The Intercept noted that there is published evidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was already engaged in some of the genetic engineering work described in the proposal, and that viruses designed in North Carolina could easily be used in China. Right. And again, DARPA said no, so we know that EcoHealth Alliance didn't get the funding. From DARPA. From DARPA, yeah. Yeah, so unless you think uh, of the $3.25 million grant given to EcoHealth Alliance in 2014 for coronavirus research in Wuhan and was renewed for $3.7 million in 2019, only one year after the 2018 request that DARPA rejected. So... So only and only about 10% of the grant, which was about 76 grand per year, was slated for the Wuhan Institute. Uh, that was provided in recognition that the Wuhan lab was doing the bulk of the on the ground sample collection and analysis. So they were still they did get money. Was that from not DARPA? from DARPA? Okay, no. so that was okay. That wasn't from DARPA. Okay. No, that was from the uh, National Institute of Health. Oh, so that was from Fauci. That was from Fauci. Yeah. That was from Fauci. And they went to DARPA. Now, keep in mind, DARPA is just for military stuff. Now, there are things that they do research on that ends up having civilian uses and things like that. But when you go there for a grant, the idea is typically that there is a defense or military application there. If they end up determining that this thing was even inadvertently created or leaked or whatever, that, that this, this wouldn't exist without government interference from what appears to be both the U.S. and Chinese governments, no wonder they've got all the fact-checking set up at the ready. Yeah, this so this story um when when I first found it heard it on somebody else's show um <clears throat> I I was like this doesn't sound like it's real. There's no way. And then they told me that it was originally uh well they said in the show that it was originally reported in the 
intercept or the telegraph and i think i'd use the article from the intercept i'm not sure i i don't know if um which one reported it first but the no matter how you feel about either of those two organizations, you understand that they at least will fact, they will fact check something to right. make sure that they aren't going to be putting anything out. Um, and one of the things that they stated was, we found this from a Freedom of Information Act uh, that DARPA said no to this, that DARPA was like, no, we don't, we don't want anything to do with this. We don't want our name on that. And they can't find certain grants that the NIH said yes to uh, because they're being protected right now. Right. I don't know if the one that we talked about where they got the three point, uh, where they got the 3.7 million in 2019. Uh, I don't know if that was the same one. They said it was just an extension of the one that Obama gave them in uh, 2015. Uh, no idea. No clue. What I know is that EcoHealth Alliance wanted to create a virus from a coronavirus from a bat and make it go into humans in 2018. In 2019, they got funding from Fauci. Oddly enough, the same year, a worldwide pandemic starts. Based on a are these bat, things related? Based on a based bat on, virus that infected humans. Are we saying that these things are related? Possibly. 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 Could it just be one massive coincidence? Possibly. Sure. Yes. Sure. 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 It certainly could be a coincidence. But you know what's not a coincidence is that right now is the beginning of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you get to go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, and you can leave messages for us. But you can only, you can also, not just can you do that, you can become an official member of the Muddy Waters family by going to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe and becoming a member today. Now, you don't have to become a member to leave a message, but not only will we love you more, but you'll also get exclusive access to Muddy Waters member-only audio content on Anchor about once every other week. Uh, And in addition to that, every month you will get access to the Muddy Zoom which is going to be a live Zoom call that's going to be with me and Matt and maybe Jason and and Nullick and Noel and Ashley and Sean and everyone else in the Muddy Waters family. Uh, and we all hang out and have a fun time, uh, us and the first 100 people, to, to first 100 members to come and join. And, uh, and we stream it live so all of your jealous friends and loved ones can watch you have a great time and think, gosh, I wish I were there. Well, they're not because they aren't members. But you can become a member today at anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe and you can be you it's only ten dollars a month and uh, it's a great value uh but now we're going to answer the questions on the chris reynolds anchor call-in anchor call-in line so here's our first one from adam weggs 
Hey Spike and Matt, this is Adam calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor call-in moment, and I'm calling in today to give you... Give us what? Oh. The epiphany that I had. Yes. And that is that the election was stolen, but not in the way that everyone thinks. For you see, Trump is a corporate businessman, and in my career of working for corporate businessmen, I've learned that you can be as stupid as you want as long as you know how to save face by throwing other people under the bus. So what if Trump realized that he fucked up so bad that he couldn't save face by fixing it? So he called in favors with the Democrats for the millions he's already given them to let him throw the election to the worst possible candidate and in a way so spectacular that none of his supporters would believe it. Meaning, Trump stole the election by purposefully losing to Biden just so he could save his own ego. Nothing surprises me if that happened. There, literally at this point, sure. I just, sure, why not? I mean, is it the craziest conspiracy theory I've heard this month? No. Is it the most realistic? No. No. My favorite? Well, no, I don't. I don't want to say what my favorite one is because this episode will definitely get demonetized. Um, <laughs> I, if it were anyone else but Donald Trump, I'd be like, eh, it sounds a bit far fetched. But nothing after Donald Trump got really nominated by the Republican Party, and then every event moving forward from there, I don't really ever since they killed Harambe, nothing, nothing surprises me at this point. No. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, I am increasingly like, convinced we're in a we're in a simulation and that but we're not supposed to don't talk about it because then they'll shut it off. So don't say don't repeat what I just said. For God's sake. For God's sake. Uh for God's yeah. sake. So thank you, Adam. Uh not a real libertarian uh has a message, which is concerning how it's it's terrifying i'm concerned hey i'm calling in on the chris reynolds attorney at law call-in thing (laughs) my question to you two fine gentlemen uh is if congress does not raise the debt limit hopefully uh, by October 18th, what do you think the unfolding, like, what, what do you think will unfold from that point on? So October 19th, October 30th, uh, do you think it all collapses? Like, you know, the the fear point that's going around is like it all collapses and it all comes tumbling down, or do you think it's progressive? Uh, and how awesome would it be? Also, go Cowboys. That was different than what's in the description. Um... Is it? I, I didn't even see what the description is. It's not that. Um, I'm glad that's what he said and not what was on the thing. Um, anyway, uh, do you? First of all, do you think there's any chance that they're ever going to let the debt limit get hit? It's never actually happened before. Do you think that it'll happen? Yeah, I know. I'm actually going to look that no. up. Has the debt limit ceiling ever? Yeah, yeah, so it's never 
so I know that they're worried about the 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 build back better plan, the three point what seven three point five trillion dollar build back better plan, which I know a lot of people want to hear about that. And don't you worry, I have been reading a lot more than I ever wanted to on the Build Back Better plan. And uh, we will be going into that next week. Uh, I was just waiting for other people to do a lot of the research for me. God bless them. Um, but yeah, that I know that they're worried about that. And they know that if they don't get the debt limit increased, uh, if they don't get the debt limit increased in time for that to potentially pass, even though I don't think it will, um, the government will shut down because that is what everybody's worried about. The government shutdown that's going to be that's barreling right down the tube like a, much unlike a Spike Cohen fastball. The soft, arcing, floating fastball of Spike Cohen. Um, it was such heat that the catcher couldn't hold on to it, so. Yeah, it was so slow. He it slipped right on out of his glove. Um but uh, they, I know that that's what they're worried. That's what they're worried about because it, it's gonna, it's coming and it's gonna happen because yep. they don't have the votes by like one or two. They don't have the votes to get a to get it passed. The government will shut down. That will affect people who want to go to parks. People who want to go to the Grand Canyon. That's about. I re- I read the title of his question. Yeah, no, I'm I am glad that it wasn't that. Um, he's trying to quarrel me. Um, he was. But, he was. You'd have to say you'd have to do the Chris Cuomo defense and say, "Listen, I wasn't doing that. I was just trying to throw him down the stairs." Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't see this happening. I think if it, if the debt limit got reached they wouldn't be able to pay bills, which, I mean, let's walk it through. Let's say it actually did happen. It would be a good thing. There would be a major shock to the system initially, and it would probably take a year before we, you know, the correction was was fully finished, but it would be a good thing if people stopped, if the government couldn't run up any more debt, because at this point, you know, people will still say, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're borrowing money from China. No, we're not. We're borrowing money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve adds zeros to a ledger, hands it off digitally, you know, hands it off digitally to the Treasury. The Treasury, you know, uh, gives them Treasury notes and then makes you pay it off for the next 40 years with interest. That's how it works. It's, it's you that's paying it. And it's, it's them lending it to themselves using monopoly money. So if they couldn't do that anymore, if they'd already reached their limit, that would be fantastic. That would be great. That's why it's never going to happen. Now, okay, so Eskimo Nalik brings up a good point. She says that it affected my buddy who's a brew ma- uh, brewmeister last time they shut down. He couldn't get, they, I, I assumed he, they couldn't get their recipes approved. Um, they couldn't get their recipes approved. And yes, that yep. is an unfortunate side effect when you have organizations that you have to get your recipes approved through. Um so I understand that yes, that 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 is an unfortunate side effect. I would have just made it anyway. 
That so that's the thing. If if we knew that for you know theory again going through this as like a thought experiment because it's not going to happen. But if the government just stopped borrowing any more money, they basically become null and void, and everyone can just. Well, start I think the government's going to shut down. I think the government might shut down, but this isn't what if there's a government shutdown. This is what if they hit the debt ceiling and don't raise. Okay, well, yeah, that, yeah, that is. I, I was conflating these two things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and yeah, government shutdown. We've had many of those. We know what those are like. They're stupid. They're not even really shutdowns. They it sh- the government shuts down it, less except, except for than the during a, except for the ahead. small people like with Eskimos friend. Yes, the it shuts down less than it does during the weekend. It just keeps happening, and that you don't it doesn't reopen on Monday. So yes, it affects that. So that's why these shutdowns aren't really that great. And they're intentionally made to punish us and make us go, okay, fine, pass the omnibus bill, no matter what terrible stuff is in it. But raising the debt ceiling, if that wasn't raised, there'd be an immediate shock to the system. It would last for quite some time. But a lot of people would eventually realize the government's toothless now. You can do whatever you want. And so you would eventually have a growing gray market that just wouldn't care what the rules were because there'd be no effective way. They couldn't pay bills. They couldn't pay salaries. They couldn't do anything. Uh, and so government would basically go away. Again, that's why it's not going to happen. That would be like saying, what if government turned off its own power and didn't turn it back on? Well, everything would shut down. But that that's not, not going to happen. So um, here is the next question from Melik Trump. Hey guys, it's the Eskimo Libertarian here, and I just wanted to let folks know that September 30th is Orange Shirt Day, and what that means is everyone is wearing orange in remembrance of all the indigenous children that were subjected to the Indian residential schools, and to honor those that suffered, uh, whether it was abuse or death, uh, while in those residential schools. So, again... September 30th, it's Orange Shirt Day. Remember to wear orange and remember the indigenous children that were subjected to the Indian residential schools. And uh, I actually have an episode about that that I will be uh, resharing and letting folks know more about the uh, specifics that went into the residential schools, how they happened, what happened in them and whatnot. And uh, I will also be having an event coming up this weekend to uh, uh, commemorate that as well. And... I will be posting about that later. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. I just put that, I noted that in my calendar, my personal calendar, that the 30th, uh, Thursday is Orange Shirt Day to remember the uh, the indigenous children who died in the in the, uh, in the residential schools. So thank you for passing that along. And always uh, check out uh, Nullick and Noel, uh, Noel on uh, Friday nights at 9.30? 9.30. 934 Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo. And our final uh our um, final uh reload that page because somebody I like left uh, a couple of people I like put some in. So our second to final uh question is from Jimmy Eel. Jimmy Eel. Jimmy Eel. Hey Matt Spike. Jimmy Lee here. I haven't called in a couple weeks, so I thought I'd uh, drop you a note. Uh, good to see you in Kentucky this this uh, past week, Spike. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have to go back there again. Anyways, the reason I'm calling in today on Clubhouse, uh, uh, an article broke loose, and I have yet to see it on the national news media, but it's about of a uh, female. Uh, she's pretty high ranking up in the army, as far as, and she's an MD. She's got more letters behind her name than well I do, but um, 
anyway, she broke the story that what she's what she wants to do is ground all pilots that have had the vaccination due to possible uh, blood clots and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was wondering if you guys have heard about that, and if so, what's your thoughts on that? Thank you. I have not heard of it. I have not heard of that. Um, medical, uh, nope. Uh, military doctor. I saw an Air Force officer has been accused of trying to force an EMT to give vaccine cards without the shot. So Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, who's an Army doctor and aerospace medicine specialist, uh, provided ground to all pilots that have received the COVID shot. Okay, so the affidavit reads as... Uh, I make this affidavit as a whistleblower under the Military Whistleblower Protection Act uh, in support of the above reference motion as expert testimony in support thereof. Okay, well, this is really long affidavit. Lieutenant um, Colonel, what's, what's her name? Teresa Long. Long, okay, here we go. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long. Um, the expert opinions here are my own. So, Jimmy, uh, I look forward to reading this, uh, but yeah. the 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 affidavit is very very long, and very I don't have time to read it to try to figure out to give you to give everybody a decent analysis of what it says. Um, but if there is a reason that she is saying this, there I I don't doubt that there is a reason for concern if she is saying it. Um, But since I didn't hear about it until literally this very second, uh, yeah, and this is I, way I, too I, long. I, yeah, yeah, this is really long. I was hoping for something short or a write up on it, but you're right. There is nothing. There is nothing in major news about this. Like, no. That's the other issue. Uh, every site that you're going to find from it, you got Citizens Journal, US, Your News. Yep. And the problem is, if this is true, and we post it. We'll get fact-checked for claims that she made that haven't been substantiated, even though we're literally just saying she made these claims. Right. Which is essentially what they – in fact, what they did to John Stossel is actually worse than that. But that's an example of what they can do. They can say, well, this has been fact-checked because that's not substantiated. And it's like, well, that's not – we didn't say it was. We just said this happened. So – but we will yeah, look so into I, that and I, let you know what we think. I have it, yeah, I have it pulled up and I'll read over it this week. And uh, if it's anything worth talking about, we will talk about it next Tuesday. Absolutely. Which and means so I should our... save that. I'm going to save that page so I don't forget. Yes. Because so I, I would last, do that. Our last question from Justin Lomness. Lomness. Yeah, this is uh, Mr. Just Because, a.k.a. Jay Lomness at Facebook.com. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, when libertarians will really show themselves to the entire world what our message really is. Because people have been conceived or programmed to think that libertarians are not what they say they are. 
well, we're going to get rid of government and that gets rid of regulations. And we all know that's BS. But what can we do to the common person? I want to say, a.k.a. the, well, moron, person that doesn't see reality for what it is. What do we do for those? The person that doesn't see reality for what it really is. That is my question. So I think I understand what you're saying. What, how, how do we give our message to the people? How do we give our message to the people who are being spoon-fed uh, the information from mass media and the sheep who sort of just follow the, who just follow the, uh, the status quo and based on what the government tells them to do. I think that's what the question is. Yeah. I think that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I, I think so. Okay. So a lot of these people, like you have to remember for most of their lives, they have been watching CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever, and they are being just pushed. Um, they've just been being pushed in this direction to, you know, you have to believe when the government is telling you these things. So trying to change somebody's belief system is a very difficult thing. So you can't start off and just like ambush them with every single thing. You know, you can't hit them with MK Ultra right off the bat or the Tuskegee right. experiments or anything like that. You have to hit them with something that they can look at and there will be no doubt in their mind that something is amiss, that the information that they were fed was wrong. So you right. need to start there by hitting them with something small and it has to be something personal to them. Um, one of the the story that I always tell on kind of how I started down the road of libertarianism was when I got arrested for weed. And I was like, this makes no sense. Like this is a plant that grows in the ground. Why am I, you know, why am I being punished for this plant that's being grown in the ground? And it was from there that I started learning more about personal liberty. And I do have, I should have body autonomy. I should be able to put whatever I want into my body or not put whatever I want into my body. Uh, and the government shouldn't be able to have what we say in that. And from there that grew and uh, changed, you know, with that I evolved in libertarianism. Now with each individual person, there's gonna be a difference on what that is going to be. Not everybody's gonna be, you know, drugs. Um, they are all going to be on different wavelengths on what their introduction to liberty is going to be. So you need to figure out what that is for the normies, for, you know, for the sheep. You need to figure out where, what their seed is. And then you need to water that seed. And then from that seed, liberty grows. Right. Yeah. I think you got to meet people where they are. You got to show them that we care about them and their concerns. Um, I, you got to show them that we understand what's going on, that we understand it the best, that we have the best under the best explanation of why this is happening and that we uh, and that we have the best solutions. But the most the first and, and most crucial part of that is showing them we care and meeting them where they are. Um, so, for example, not calling them morons, because the reality is we all or most of us were once not libertarians. And uh, 
we were walking around with some really bad ideas because we had not been exposed to better ones and or we had been exposed to them but we were exposed to them by people that uh we didn't think really cared much about us and so we didn't really care much about them didn't really care much what they had to say so we really have to meet people where they are on these types of things um and and show them that we we understand go ahead i I was gonna say um you know how much i hate giving you compliments on the show uh but you are one of the best that I have ever seen do this because when you are talking to somebody from the left or the right, uh, when they are talking about some uh, policy that is government run or you know government funded or whatever that they really like, you have the way of meeting them where they are and breaking it down to the smallest nugget of information um, and being able to take that and show them how what they are doing is no different than this. And it's only that they like their policies being pushed. And then you have the way of showing them how you can do it without using government. And it is, you do it so seamlessly in just basic conversation that it, it is one of the greatest things that I have witnessed is watching you do this to people with people, not to people. You do it with them. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I'm doing it with them. It's a conversation, and I right. appreciate that. And the, and the biggest aspect of that is you have the the way to make that seamless is to genuinely understand where they're coming from, and gen- and if you don't understand where they're coming from, genuinely want to understand where they're coming from, and ask them questions and try to figure out where they're coming from. This does two things. Number one, you get to find out where they're coming from, so you can have a more copacetic conversation but it also lowers their cognitive defenses the more they see that you're just trying to find out where they're coming from so you can have a conversation instead of trying to impose your ideas on them the more those cognitive defenses come down and we need that most people are walking around with their hackles up waiting for someone to challenge their deeply guarded and held beliefs so that they can beat them to death over it and and the thing is that's not how you change people's minds you change people's minds by finding out where they're coming from, empathizing with that, validating legitimate concerns that they have, and then taking them on the path, using their own precepts, taking them on the path for why that's wrong. Or or put better, instead of why it's wrong, why that's failing, why what they are supporting is making things worse or would make things worse and why going this way would be better. But the, the first step is to meet them where they are and to, and to make that, to bridge that gap so you can start moving them this way. And, you know, it, it works for anything. You know, I tell people how to win friends and influence people. Everyone should read that book. Um, you know, uh, uh, the Mr. Uh, Just who, who left the message, he said, care and affection are not my best attributes. And that's perfectly fine. The thing is, uh, not everyone- Did you say attributes? attributes it's envelope envelope you could attribute something you could attribute something (laughs) it's it's either anyway so attribute uh not everyone's (laughs) built for this so not everyone is going to want is going to be an effective messenger for liberty that's fine like we all have our roles we all have things that are our strong suits and our our weak points and we focus on the things that we're good at which means that if that's not something you're good at then don't do it okay 
there are many things I'm not good at, so I don't do those things. This is something I'm actually pretty good at, so I focus on doing this and things that I'm good at. If you're not good at messaging to people, if you're not good at meeting people where they are, don't try to message Liberty because it's probably not going to go well because you're trying to tell them an idea that is so far outside of the you know the 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 overton window the uh you know what tom woods calls the three by five index card of allowable opinion yeah we're we're talking so out outside of that that it already sounds weird to a normie okay so right off the bat right off the bat we're having to, to bridge a gap there and if you're talking to someone who is really emotionally set on something for personal reasons, you know, gun control because they lost a loved one uh, who died in, in a, you know, in a shooting or something like that, or, you know, uh, uh, talking about mandates and lockdowns with someone who lost loved ones to COVID, you, you're, are, you are, you, there's so much distance there. And if you're not in a position to be able to bridge that gap, that's not your strong suit, then don't do it. Don't, just don't, don't, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it, some people can learn it. Some people can learn it. Oh, yeah. um, other people can't. Other people can't. And if you want to help spread the message of liberty and you are a person who can't learn to meet people where they are and just be able to have the, uh, the, 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 the common ground question mark uh, or common gar- ground conversation, right. you can, there are other things that you can do to help spread liberty oh absolutely. it's not it's not all about converting people you could as eskimo says be a meme maker um you can make memes and you can get a lot of your anger out that way um you can start a podcast and yell at a microphone um not saying that's how this started not saying it isn't um but it might be how it started it could be how it started. Um, but the the key is here in the libertarian movement, we have an arsenal of people who are fantastic at everything. If you need somebody to sell somebody on liberty, you have people like Spike Cohen. You have Brent DeRitter. You have other people whose names I can't think of at this moment who are very Brian good Nichols, at selling Jeremy liberty. Todd, there are many people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you have a lot of people that can do it. Uh, if you need somebody who makes music, we have those people. If you need somebody who makes videos, we've got Dan Smots. We've got Smots, Smoltz, Smoltz, Smoltz. Smolt, Smolt, Smolt. We've we've got Dan um, okay. and other people as well. Um, if if you need somebody who it, you need to write like white papers or to come up with ways to talk to city councils. We have those people. There are people for everything that you could possibly need. And all of them, from my experience, are willing to help with the goal of liberty. There are many, many things that people need. So I, uh, I, you know, there. everyone has a, a, a role here to play everyone has something that they can do to help with um you know uh and we're, we're we all and all of us have different ways of messaging uh, as well I, right. I would argue that 
the most effective way is to is to meet people where they are to find that common ground and then to go from there and almost everyone has common ground and honestly if you find someone that has no common ground with you it's going to be effectively impossible to bring them over anyway um maybe someone else who has common ground with them will be able to do that but um so those were our questions so thank you all for uh contributing to the chris reynolds personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call-in moment don't forget to subscribe by going to the uh anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe to subscribe to us on anchor and become a muddy waters member today a mudsketeer uh, um, i was wondering if you were going to get there after i saw yes cox thing yeah the cox Kateer. yeah um, and she's using that now that's funny that's the funniest part is she's actually using that. So is she really? Is, uh, yeah, she's, she loved it. I thought she'd be upset, but she actually loved. So she's going to call them coxketeers and she's going to send them ears. I said, what are the ears going to look like? And she said, I'm figuring that out now. I hope they're hers. Oh, wow. Like giant Hannah ears. I don't even know what her ears giant. look like, but whatever. whatever I don't either. She's got long like, hair and I've never seen them. Whatever her ears look like, just giant Hannah ears. That's perfect um so you've all heard i think bits and pieces about the ndaa and just how terrible it is so we're just going to kind of do a recap of everything terrible that's in there Uh, not everything we're just going to hit two points that are terrible (laughs) there's so many bad things yeah two two main ones anyway uh so included in the most recent version of the NDAA, or as I have now coined it, America's syphilis. You know, because we could have gotten rid of it, but we just let it grow. And now it's made those in charge insane with power. And the rest of us are just crazy angry knowing how bad it's going to get. And the government is infecting black people with it to watch what happens to them. The Democrats slipped in a red flag law uh, because they are utilizing the graves of soldiers who killed themselves. That's accurate. That's an accurate way to describe what's happening here. Uh, (laughs) I I thought about that line for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's, that's very accurate. They're, they're basically using soldier and veteran suicide to push through stuff that's arguably going to lead to more of that. Yes. So the military clause says that without being charged or accused of a crime, a service member could have their right to possess a firearm taken away from them by a military court. Sounds like a lot of the red flag laws across the country. Um, The subject of the red flag order would not have the chance to provide any evidence on their behalf for up to 30 days after the order is issued. Wow, that's worse than a a red flag order. Yes. Um, Now, despite the unconstitutionality of this law, uh, if someone is found to be a danger of themselves or others, which for this they use a lower standard of review than is actually used in criminal proceedings. Uh, The person's guns will be taken away 
but they will be left with every other tool conceivable to kill themselves. All knives, razors, pills, gasoline, matches, rope, yep, yep, etc. Yep. Because it has nothing to do with protecting them. Cliffs. Yeah, tall buildings. It, it, if this were about protecting uh, soldiers from killing themselves, they would put them on a temporary hold and monitor them and see if they need mental health help. They wouldn't just take their guns. Well, the VA is so overworked that they can't be bothered with mental health help for the people that our government sent over to the Middle East to kill brown people. Right. Now, the GOA, or one of two gun policy organizations that fight for gun, gun owners' rights, as opposed to, say, I don't know, Coalition to Stop Gun Violence, the Brady Campaign, or the NRA, yeah. um, says this is the camel's nose in the tent uh, before using this as a precedent in wider-reaching legislations against the general population. Absolutely. And they are 100% correct. Yeah, this is going to, they're going to use this. They're going to cherry pick the data of however it's used and say, look at how successful this has been. We've seized guns from X number of, of troops and veterans, and now they're safe. So we're going to do this to everyone now. Imagine how much better this would be if everyone had this happen. Um. So yeah, this is actually something that uh, everybody needs to be worried about because once you get it into the military, yep. precedent is there. Yep. yep. And then and they, they will, will be able to say, well, we did it for here. And the Democrats' argument is the Second Amendment is for the military because you know it says militia in the in the Second Amendment because it's for a well-regulated militia. And so if we can do it to the military or militia, we should be able to do it. For the people not in the military or militia. Yeah. And Dan Crenshaw, they, he just voted right for this thing. Oh, uh, 135 of the uh, 217, I think, members of uh, uh, Republican members of the House uh, voted Something for like this. The, the overwhelming majority of the Republicans in the House voted for this thing right here. Uh, including so many of them that you know claim to be champions for the Second Amendment. Now, some of you might be saying, "Well, but that's okay because this is just about you know keeping crazy people who are on the verge of hurting someone from uh, from you know being able to have a gun, right? You know, what about their mental health? Well, any kind of mental health, any kind of gun confiscation that discriminates against people with mental health just leads people with mental health issues to not get treatment because they don't want to risk losing their guns so now they still have their guns and they're not getting mental health treatment brilliant yep or you could say well but what about spousal abuse this could be used for spousal abuse okay let's talk about spousal abuse let's talk about someone who is being abused by their spouse and so or or by their partner or by someone in their house whatever they're being abused and because they're victims of abuse, they're getting mental health treatment. And so now they can't get a gun to defend themselves against their stalker ex-husband or stalker ex-partner who is still abusive 
and is able to get a gun because they never sought mental health treatment. That's what these laws look like in actual practice. And as if the amount of people that we have dealing with the uh, with the depression, with the PTSD, um, from the countless wars that we have been sending them to for the last however many years, uh, isn't enough. Also included, also included in the NDAA is a provision that would require women to register for the draft there it is we've been waiting for that one i think we so i think we talked about that like a year ago mm. it was like a year ago from right now yeah. and i and i'm just guessing because i don't actually remember all of our shows but that was literally like a year ago they started talking about that and you had the republicans don't draft our daughters and we were we were sitting here on this show saying well if you're saying don't draft the daughters why are you going to draft the sons and we were saying the the obvious thing to do is to end the draft and both of us said of course what they're going to do is draft women yeah. is make women sign up for the draft and uh because that will be equality yep that'll be equality i so i need to pull up a quote um from someone who voted for this and was actually you know excited to vote for this and she's a democrat here where is her this is from representative chrissy Houlihan, democrat from pennsylvania a former air force officer she said, by reforming the selective service to be gender-neutral based registration, we draw on the talents of our entire nation at, in, a, in the time of a national emergency. The current male-only registration sends a message to women, not only that they are not vital to the defense of the country, but also that they are not expected to participate in defending it. That is what woke imperialism looks like. Yeah, we're still going to draft you, that, but we're going to draft everyone because we don't want to leave women out because women are valid. Right. Hashtag draft that, all women. That was 100% one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard come from somebody's mouth that's in Congress. And, yep. and, and that, that's coming after a year of mandates and people saying that uh, we need to be locked up forever and dear god that was awful so if women uh don't sign up for the draft mm -hmm. they will also face punishment uh just like men will and possibly not be given access to federal student financial aid for college uh job training under the workforce innovation and opportunity act and federal jobs and in 40 states they can't get a driver's license And in all fairness, like the way that I read that, I was like, well, that's not that bad. You don't have to get the college loan. So you don't go to, you don't go to college, but you can go to a trade school and you can get yep. private loans to go to a trade school and you're going to pay so much less and you're going to come out with a hundred thousand dollar a year job. Um, and you're not dealing with the federal government. So if it gets shut down, you're going to get paid. Uh, right. 
I was like, this doesn't sound so bad, minus the driver's license thing, which wasn't in any of the articles I read. Um, but <laughs> failure to register at the moment is a felony punishable by a fine of up to $250,000 and or five years in prison. Now, I can hear some of the people watching this. Right now, I can hear you saying, yeah, yeah, but they rarely ever do that. There's only been a handful of people that have been prosecuted for failing to register. And there are, uh, you know, it's since I think 1986 or 1988, there hasn't been a single person that's been convicted or, or even arrested for it. And there's been however many hundreds of thousands or millions of people who either refused to register or didn't even know they had to register, didn't even know what it was. And that's true. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen when a whole new group of people has to sign up? Whenever something's new, that's when they enforce it the most strongly and stringently. And they're certainly not going to just enforce it against women. There is no way that the government is going to say, oh, hey, look, look at all these chicks who haven't signed up. We're going to go just after them. This creates the precedent for them to actually begin prosecuting people or at least a handful of people to try to goose the turnout and make sure that all the all the women all the people are signing up for selective service but again even if they don't even if not a single person is punished at the federal level you know with a felony for you know a fine or or prison time or anything like that just the fact that most of them won't be able to get driver's licenses they won't be able to get certain jobs they won't be able to get uh, job training they won't be able to apply for uh, student loans that's enough I mean, really, just the driver's license thing, and the thing towards the well, thing I mean, is less women drivers. Am I right? Wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> uh, what's crazy is that the Pentagon has said that they don't actually want a draft. Uh, Ashton Carter, uh, in 2016, the, the he was the defense secretary at that time. He said, "I would like to see the uh, the, the the draft go completely." Uh, we don't want people who don't want to be here. We want a voluntary only min, uh, min, uh, military. The, the military now, uh, it's not about quantity. It's not about just throwing a bunch of people on the battlefield. It's about quality, or at least in theory. It's about people that are specialized. It's about people that want to be there. It's about people that are motivated. This is the opposite of that. This is people who are there in protest and don't want to be involved and want to figure out a way to get out of it. Uh, that's the last yep. thing they want. This has nothing to do with that. This is about telling children. This is about telling people the first thing that they find out as an adult is you actually don't own yourself uh you have to register with us and we'll decide if you have to go and fight and kill and die and it could happen do you know who's do you know who started the draft was it lincoln no was it woodrow not not it was it was wilson i knew it i hate him yeah so much so much there's gonna be more fun facts about woodrow wilson coming to a very special episode uh eventually after i finish writing the script um for people who subscribe uh but yeah this what they are doing in this uh national defense authorization act is not the equality we have been clamoring for for years nope much like um with you can't tell me I can't put a plant in my body or much like you can't tell me I have to get a shot. I have bodily autonomy. You can't tell me I have to go uh, fight wars that I may not agree with just because you don't have enough people signed up. Right. 
100% not okay. Yep. And NDAA has never been constitutional. Each year they give up more of the checks and balances that were supposed to, you know, ostensibly going to keep us from falling into a military state, perpetual wars. We have that now. We now have a uh, uh, an executive who can decide at any time when or if and for how long, which usually forever, we go to war. And Congress really just makes sure it gets funded and, you know, passes these NDAAs. And it was kind of troubling. Uh, I'm going to pull up that article again. You know, when you had there was a, a quote from it that really drove home how terrible this is and why these things get passed. So uh, Jim Banks, a uh, Republican from Indiana, he voted for this bill and he said the NDAA is never perfect. And this is a case where the good outweighs the bad. That's what this is always about. By the way, that's why they don't just pass a single thing at a time. They have to pass it as one giant omnibus. Because if they can convince 50.1% of Congress that 50.1% of the bill is good and only 49.9% of the bill is bad, then they get it passed, even with all of the bad. And that's how this kind of stuff happens. That's how you end up with federal federal red flag laws. That's how you end up with a draft for literally every person in this country. That's how that happens is by governing by uh, crisis and by creating these gigantic bills that are impossible for anyone to read. Uh, and then, you know, and telling them you have to vote for it or else you're a bad guy and you hate the troops. Right. Um, there was there was an, an amendment from Jamal Brown, Democrat out of New York, that would have prohibited uh, U.S. troop presence in Syria unless Congress specifically authorizes it. And it was rejected 141 to 286. So Jamal that was. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. So that was members of Congress who have the ability to declare war based on how the Constitution is written. They have the ability to declare war. Who said, nope. If it's Syria, the president can do whatever he wants. Yep. Jamal Bowman literally said, for this one country of the nearly 200 countries that are out there, for this one country, if the president wants to bomb it or attack it or use any military force against it, he's supposed to get approval from us the way he's supposed to get approval for all the other countries that are out there. And they rejected that basically two to one. In fact, yeah, over two to one. It's they rejected over that. two to one. Over two to one, they rejected that. And keep in mind, the, the reason the president's able to do this without Congress declaring law, declaring war, is because of the authorization of use of military force that was passed by Congress, giving the president the authority to attack anyone that uh, they believe is responsible for, is, is part of 9-11 or any other plots against the U.S., this authorization of use of military force was passed in 2001 for President Bush. Three presidents later, or four presidents, including Bush later, they're still using it. 9-11 happened, is done. They've built a new building. Everyone behind it is either dead or in, a, in Gitmo and, or pr- promoted in the State Department and CIA. And the, they're still using that 
as a pretext to do endless wars. And they're adding every time they, they reauthorize it with the NDAA, they add more crap to it, like this draft and these red flag laws. Yep. So the NDA needs to go, but it when you consider uh, it passed the House three sixteen to one thirteen, yep. with what uh, I should have put it in a hundred. I think it was one hundred and thirty five Republicans. Yep, one hundred and thirty five Republicans <laughs> voting in favor of it, and pretty much every Democrat. I don't think there were any Democrats that voted against this. No, there were there were. Oh. Um, NDAA two two two. Um. There were, and it was more than I thought. It was more than I thought. Uh, Thirty-eight Democrats and seventy-five oh, no, Republicans. Thirty-eight, no, it. okay, good, good, good. Yeah, thirty-eight, thirty-eight Democrats. Um, thirty-eight Democrats and seventy-five Republicans, which uh, that's abysmal when we are talking about red flag laws and signing anybody in this case it's the women they didn't get rid of the draft and we didn't expect them to but the fact that they're making more people give up bodily autonomy for this uh, the fact that they are doing that on top of everything else and remember uh this one i didn't put this in there is uh 17 billion more than anything trump ever asked for in the ndaa which was more, when he did it, it was more than what anybody else has ever asked for in the NDAA. And we are no longer in Afghanistan. Yep. So why? Why do you need more money? And by the way, shout out to Barbara Lee, who I, there's very little I disagree with this, that I agree with this uh, human being on, but she's been consistent on this. Barbara Lee voted against this, and Barbara Lee was the only only person to vote against the authorization of use of military force in 2001 even ron paul voted for it barbara lee voted against it she was the only one to do that and i checked just now and sure enough she voted against this too so kudos to her again there's very little i agree with barbara lee on this is one of them she has been consistent republican and democrat administrations she's been consistently against the military industrial complex so kudos to her for that well yeah so uh the ndaa will continue chipping away at the rights and their own powers uh congress's own powers methodically uh all in the name of safety so this is not until we get rid of republicans and democrats uh, in from office yeah yeah and this is yeah i know this is kind of a downer way to end this episode but i mean that's that's where this is when wait till next week when we get into the build back better plan because I found out how much money they're going to be taxing heads of cattle. Mm-hmm. Yep. $2,600. Spoiler yep. alert, $2,600 yep. per head of cattle uh, and I think $500 a pig. So yep. um, so when you woke up today and said, man, beef is too cheap. It needs to be more expensive. Good news. Oh, and I hope you don't drive a car because they got something for you there too. Oh yeah, that's 
I wasn't going to spoil. I mean, we kind of did it on our page today, yeah, but, gonna, um, doing but yeah, we're going to, we're going to go into a lot of what is in that next week. Um, so buckle up and figure out, buckle up and figure out, sorry, the Red Sox just lost, which makes me so mad. Um, buckle up and uh, get ready to be really mad next week. If you weren't mad this week. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this really rousing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, it's it's a happy place because you're here. It is. You know, so, we get to sit here every Tuesday yep. and give you our wonderful and adoring followers, fans, out of, fans, we're going to call you family, family. Our wonderful and, and, and adoring family, um, we get to hang out with you and talk about the news. And honestly, there's nothing else I would rather do on a Tuesday night than do this. Um, so even when the news is gut-wrenchingly ang- angering, sure, um, it's still a better way for me to spend my Tuesday night than uh, anything else that I can think of. Absolutely, and we're so glad you're here. And of course, don't forget to go to the Muddy Waters Media Store to buy the newest Muddy Waters Media stuff, including the Suckle on the Teats of Freedom shirt that Matt's wearing right there. You can get that. Uh, tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of My Fellow Americans with me, Spike Cohen. Uh, my guest is going to be Alexander Salter, who is he is an associate professor of economics at Rawls College of Business at Texas Tech, uh, and he's the comparative economics research fellow at Texas Tech's Free Market Institute. We're going to be talking about modern monetary theory and how stupid it is. And then on Thursday, I have Nate Atkins, who is running for mayor of Minneapolis. Um, so we are going to be talking about his campaign. And Spike, do you have an event in Minneapolis this weekend? I sure do. Uh, so after you join, uh, after you, after you join, uh, Kate, well, I guess it's before that. Um, so join me Friday, starting Friday in Minneapolis, where I'm going to be campaigning with Nate Atkins. He's running for mayor of Minneapolis. Come join me there. Uh, but also, and, uh, starting with a dinner at eight at Rote Osha Thai restaurant, on Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis. Uh, more information to come on that on my social media. Uh, but also at 9.30 Eastern, be sure to check out Noel and Nullick over uh, on Muddy Waters Media uh, for Cajun and Eskimo from Bayoud Igloo. Uh, and then hang out with me. We got all sorts of really fun stuff happening on Saturday and Sunday in Minneapolis. Come out and, and join us there. Uh, and then on uh, Monday uh, at 7 join uh jason live right here on muddy what oh eight. no it is is it seven next week se- yeah seven i believe isn't i don't know if it's seven or eight no he he i i think he's a hang on a second uh i think he's eight no he's eight he's okay, eight o'clock eight. okay monday at eight uh october the 4th at eight uh join jason Lyon for the next episode of uh the mr america the bearded truth uh and his guest is going to be jack casey for some reason why why, why is jack casey I don't, yeah, I don't know why he's having Jack Casey in, but for some reason, Jack Casey is his guest uh, next Monday at eight o'clock right here on Muddied Waters Media. Jack Casey, the Jack Casey. Royal Not Jack Casey. 
that Jack Casey. And then join us right back here next week, Tuesday, October the 5th. Same muddy place, same muddy time for another fan-rippin'-tastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We love you very much. Matt, if there were a way for people to find us on the computer or phone or tablet that they have, is that even possible? And if so, how? You know, it would be possible for all of you old school listeners who really enjoy the sweet, soft, dulcet tones of our voices. All one would have to do. Hi, Meg Jones. I know you're in there. I know you're watching. This is for you. Meg Jones, we love you. This is why you stop. All you have to all you have to do is head over. It's not. I know why. I'll tell you later. Okay. But all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yes. And you can find all of the audio of our episodes there. And you can also leave us messages that we will play on yes. Tuesdays. Yes. And you can also subscribe for special episodes and exclusive content and the once a month Zoom, muddied Zoom that, that we really need to schedule the first one of. I know. We so that will be. We need to schedule that first one. We keep, we keep so talking that, about it, but we got to schedule it now. We need to schedule it now. Yes, now we got to make sure that we get that scheduled. And if you subscribe, you don't have to subscribe for us to play your messages. But you should. And we will love you more. We'll love you so much. And you we will love you so content. I already love you even more, but I'll love you so much more. That's right. And, and yeah, we may give you exclusive ASMR content. Oh, wow. Here is the, here, here is the history of the Civil War. Yes. And how Lincoln screwed everything up. Here's why Lincoln is arguably one of the worst presidents we've ever had. Yes, he's terrible. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com, which is actually true again. Yes, now thanks to Jason and Kelsey, it's true again. And of course, you can always go to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store and get some of the sweetest, newest, muddiest, muddiedwatersmedia.com stuff there on the internet. Fantastic. Wonderful. Very, very happy. And you can do that today. Folks, thanks so much for Did I put the suckle on the T to Freedom shirt in there twice? Oh, yeah, it's, I think so. Hold on, let me check. Did I? Oh, no. And then there's the end of that one. First time. Yep, I definitely, did, I definitely did that twice. You gotta do it. That's because I really want people to buy it's it funny. because Sarah it's didn't like it as her. It's a good shirt. Oh, wow, you did. You yeah. put it in there twice. How about that? How about that? Same color and everything. It's a great, great shirt. It's a good shirt. Get the shirt. It's a good shirt. Look at this. Get the like, shirt. It fits. It's a great shirt. Look, it fits well. Get the shirt. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. We love you so much. Who doesn't want a cow with our logo on it? Where, where is it? There it is. I know. I. Who do. doesn't want this? Everyone. Go get this it. This cow, $2,600 a head. Yeah. Buy the shirt now before they start overcharging. Buy this shirt now before we have to add $2,600 to the price of the shirt. We don't <laughs> want to have to, but the federal government makes us. And, you know. So, folks, thanks Not again for that. tuning in. 
We will see you next week. Well, I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. Matt will see you Thursday. Noel, Noel and Nellick will see you Friday. I'll see you all this weekend in beautiful Minneapolis. Jason Lyon will see you on Monday, and we'll see you right back here next Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. And where we're going... We don't need roads.